4: This
5: is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL. This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
6: It is the Green Zone presented by mgm Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next seven hours. We've got you covered, Wes. Are you ready for Week Number Twelve? Week Twelve
5: already in the NFL. yeah. Week Twelve well underway with the three games on Thanksgiving Day, of course, and. uh just looking at what we're seeing in terms of this early slate, a little bit of late money, it looks like, has come on the Patriots, oh. Titans banged up, yeah. uh, obviously have the most players on injured reserve in the entire National Football League, so starting to see some seven and a halves in the market, or at least seven juice to uh, higher at minus 120 like here at BetMGM. A uh, little bit of late money for Indianapolis, a couple two and a halves showed in the marketplace at kickoff, pretty much three everywhere. And then uh, Miami Dolphins got a little bit of late money. That might be on a teaser, though, mm. down to about one, one and a half in the market.
6: All right, so we cannot do this alone each and every Sunday. We have a great band of correspondents to help us out throughout this morning and afternoon. Of course, we've got Peter Dewey. He's got the Steelers and the Bengals today. Eric Edholm's got the Bucks and those Colts. Nate Jacobson's got the Panthers and the Dolphins. Danielle Alvarez, she's got the Titans and the Patriots. Will Hill is back with us. He's got the Eagles and the Giants. Ian McMillan's got the Falcons and the Jags. And Adam Burke has the Jets and the Texans. So without further ado, let's go out to Eric Edholm. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Eric underscore Edholm. Does a great job with Yahoo Sports. As a writer there, he's got the Bucks and the Colts. And it feels like, Eric, you might have the early game of the day, at least on paper.
7: Yeah, pretty good uh, interconference uh, battle here with the Colts really changing the course of their season. Hosting the Bucks, of course, Super Bowl champions uh, ended their two-game win streak with a dominant game last week. And uh, fascinating game here, guys. And I want to I want to look at uh, you know this is a total has been minus three now as as Wes said, bet down to minus two and a half for Tampa Bay. A lot of people liking what the Colts are doing lately, but I want to focus on two player props that I think are really interesting: Carson Wentz. Over under of 245 and a half passing yards. He's been under that number five of the past six games. Jonathan Taylor, 79 and a half rushing. He's been over that five and a half hmm. or five of the last six, I should say. What kind of game are we getting, guys? Tampa Bay's big D line. They stopped the run really well. Is this going to be a Carson Wentz game or are they going to have to lean on Taylor like they have recently? Very fascinating stuff. I can't wait to watch that one again. You would hope if you're a
6: Colts backer that you rely on Jonathan Taylor more than you would Carson Wentz. But let's see how that one plays out. Right now, let's go out to Danielle Alvari. Follow her on Twitter, as I do, at Danielle Alvari. Of course, Vison's own. And she's got the Titans and the Patriots. And, Danielle, it feels like we got a MASH unit walking in there uh, today with Tennessee. Boy, it's a, a tough place to get healthy against those Patriots, right?
8: Well, hi guys. Good morning. I must have done something nice for you guys because you gave me a good game this week. Hopefully <laughs> we're in store for uh, Titans and Patriots. Obviously, as Wes just said, Patriots a seven and a half point favorite. Now Titans really beat up total sitting at 42 and a half here on BetMGM. MGM. We know the Titans are eight and three. They're on the road. They're taking on this Patriots team that has won five in a row. Uh, and you may remember the Titans had their own little winning streak going on six games in a row, but it was snapped by that juggernaut of a team, the Texans of all teams. So uh, we're not really sure what to make of that but hopefully they bounce back in this spot. Someone to keep an eye on, I think, for this game will be Mac Jones. It's going to be interesting to see if the Titans' defense can really step up to the plate here. I think that's going to determine the win for them here. And, of course, the Patriots, the advantage here, perhaps Bill Belichick can defensive scheme his way past this really offensive team. So Mac Jones right now, I'm seeing passing prop 236.5. He's completed 70.2% of his passes for over 2,500 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 8 interceptions. So that's who I'm going to keep my eye on in this game
6: okay we're also going to keep an eye on the Panthers and the Dolphins Nate Jacobson is going to do that for us today of course follow him on Twitter at Nate Jacobson one from stadium and they're already underway there down in Miami what do you expect to see today Nate
9: Yeah, Miami got the ball to start and they're going to face a third and short right now, but I'm expecting a low scoring game. This is the lowest total of the day. It was 41 between 41 and 41 and a half. So it's the lowest total of the game. I personally like the first half under at 20 and a half. So I hope you don't guys have to toss to me (laughs) too many times in the next 90 minutes or so. But as as West said, there's some teaser money. It looks like coming in on the Dolphins. It got down to Dolphins plus one. I personally have some teasers with some later games with the Broncos and the Packers with the Dolphins. So I hope they at least keep it within a possession. For me, I think the big question is how the Miami offensive line is going to play against a Panthers front seven that can really pressure the quarterback into a tongue of Iloa. The Dolphins offensive line has struggled greatly this year and the Panthers can get pressure. So that's kind of the matchup I'm looking for. And also the second start of Cam Newton and to see if he's kind of acclimated to Joe Brady's offense. He was in Carolina, but it was a different regime. So it's kind of a a new system for Cam to, to learn, even though he's familiar with the organization. So that's what I'm looking for. Thinking a low scoring game, very close where either team wins by one possession.
6: We like having Nate on the show, but he does not want to be seen in this first half and right now third and long for the fight and fish air as he's got the under. Let's go out for the first time today to not the Will Hill of course point spread weekly contributor here at decent. He's got the Eagles and the G men today and I wonder now will maybe the Eagles are they a little overvalued today? What do you expect to see the mental lands?
10: Yeah, I think they are. Uh, This got up to four. It was a really popular public play to take the Eagles. I just think divisional game, you're getting four points. Uh, You can really sell high on the Eagles, buy low on the Giants after a bad performance on Monday night in front of the world. So uh, I'm on the Giants here, plus three and a half. Missed the best number of plus four, but I am on the G-men. They are facing an early third and long here. So, uh, rooting for the G men.
6: Okay, well, of course, love the Lombardi line shirt that Will Hill is rocking today. And Let's I'm go with out.
5: Will on that one, by the way. Uh, new offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens yeah. takes over for the fired Jason Garrett in New Yorker. As our colleague Matt Eumann calls Freddie Kitchens, Larry the Cable Guy.
6: <laughs> Let's see if they get a little bit better push today with that offensive line for the G men, which has been a wreck as in recent years. Let's go out for the first time today to Peter Dewey. Follow him on Twitter, Peter Dewey two from BetSide. He's got the Steelers and the Bengals. Uh, Steelers trying to move it on their first drive. Peter, what do you expect to see today?
11: Yeah, Dave, I, I got my eye on the two running backs in this matchup, Najee Harris and Joe Mixon, looking at both their player props. I mean, Najee Harris is at 64 and a half rushing yards and uh, Joe Mixon was at 71 and a half. I love the over for Joe Mixon. Um, he's already got 28 rushing yards on this first drive, which is, is a great start, but um, he had 30 carries for 123 yards last week. Really, um, Came back into his full time role after being dinged up earlier this year and kind of splitting some carries. It was the first time he went over 20 carries in his last five. So, Big um, big chance for Joe Mixon against the Steelers defense that allows the most yards per carry in the NFL. And on the flip side, Najee Harris facing a Bengals defense that's allowed the third fewest rushing yards in the NFL, so I like the under for him there. But this should be a good divisional matchup. We uh, watched them earlier this year kind of play a slug it out type of game. So there okay. should be plenty of running game.
6: Absolutely. Right now, third and short here for the Bengals as they are deep into Pittsburgh territory. Let's get out to Ian McMillan right now. Of course, follow him on Twitter, Ian McBeths. A great Twitter handle there. And of course, joins us from bet side. He has got the Falcons and the Jags today. But it seems like uh, two nothing teams, but still, if you got the right side, what do you think you might see today and try to make some money on Ian?
12: Yeah, I mean, I mean, guys, I, I'm a Falcons fan. I hope they can bounce back in some sort of fashion over the past two weeks because it's been an ugly couple of weeks to be a Falcons fan. But I mean, this game statistically is very close between these two teams, 23rd and 26th in yards per play, 20th and 22nd in pony yards per play. So I think this is just one of those games where you just kind of have to back the underdog, especially with the Jaguars being home and kind of hope for the best. Uh, a player prop I'm looking at, James Robinson. I think he's a little bit of an interesting case. His yards total for rushing is at 66 and a half. Uh, but this is a guy who's averaging 5.1 yards per carry, uh, but only getting around 12 attempts per game. This is a guy who could who could be a workhorse for a team that has a rookie quarterback, that hasn't managed to win games, but Urban Meyer is not hitting him the ball as much as he should. 5.1 yards per carry. That's a fantastic number, so I'll be interested to see if Urban Meyer can get uh, James Rob Robinson the ball today.
6: Boy, it, it seems weird, but it feels like this is a spot where the Jags feel like they should win this game mm-hmm. today. Urban Meyer trying to turn things around there, but again, we'll see how that one plays out. This game slowest. has been
5: all over the place, too, in terms of a line. A lot of disparity with the contest lines here, so uh, really, the market didn't seem like to know what to do in terms of who's going to be favored here.
6: Okay, so we've got all the games, obviously, underway, and so far, the first points of the Sunday come via the field goal as the Colts get on the board, 3 nothing right now against the Buccaneers, and everything yeah. else scoreless across At, the board.
5: They had good field position, by the way, because Tampa Bay shanked a punt, so the Colts took over on the Tampa Bay 30, only got four yards. We mentioned, look, Colts number four in the league in running the football, but it's going to be tough to run on Tampa Bay, even however much Vita Vea if he doesn't go today. Uh, Tampa Bay, even without him, very good at running the ball. Michael Badgley, field goal, as you mentioned, good. 45 yards out, 3 nothing Colts.
6: Okay, and again, we'll get out to Adam Burke. He's got the Jets and the Texans today, uh, so we'll get out to him over there. At uh, South Point, and later on, of course, we're going to have Ben Fox, Tank Williams, Sean Green join us as well. Zach uh, Jackson's going to join us to talk about the Browns game tonight against the Ravens. Al Galdi will join us from Washington, D.C. before their game uh, tomorrow night against Seattle. And, of course, the good doctor, Terrell Julian, will join us, unless we don't need him, if there's mm-hmm. not a slew of injuries Even here though across. we love having, we love him, having him as having a part of the
5: program, but we don't like people having their ACLs torn now, or having their shoulders out of joint. So, hopefully... Not too many on the injury report, and
6: so far as we mentioned, no touchdowns here uh, in the first uh, flurry of activity that we're seeing. What are you really keeping your eye on today, Wes? What's what's the game of the early session that really piques your
5: interest? I think Tampa Bay, Indy, just because yeah. Indy did finally beat a really good team last week on the road in Buffalo. Can they go ahead and do it again? Also, big divisional showdown with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. All the AFC North teams play today: Cleveland and Baltimore. The Sunday night game, and it looks like we do have points. Our on the first board. touchdown. And the natty.
6: And we get Joe Burrow on the rollout. And uh, again, I always get a little, little nervy when you see your quarterbacks taking off and running because they are fair game, but a great run there by nine. So they get six on the opening draft. It's an eight-yard touchdown run officially for number nine, Joe Burrow. As the Bengals get on the board, they kind of handled the Steelers the first time around, mm-hmm. and so far in the rematch, more of the same.
5: Yeah, early. drove down the field on them. By the way, for the Steelers, J.J. Watt, or excuse me, TJ Watt, TJ. rather, is back. Minka Fitzpatrick, also Joe Hayden was a game-time decision. So, look, the Steelers, I think, got some reinforcement on the defense, and that's why you saw the early money on Cincinnati, late money on Pittsburgh, but so far, 7-0 Bengals.
6: Okay, so the Bengals take that early lead there, and that is the first touchdown here. You know, we always get a quick one uh before here not even 10 minutes in uh, we've already got one touchdown on the board so Cincinnati has that lead don't go anywhere we got everybody to help you navigate this week 12 of the NFL it's Beeson, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available at veason.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head over to veason.com to get the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value out there. Track the odds for MVP, head coach, rookie of the year, and much, much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at slash NFL. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is the Green Zone
5: here, week number 12 of the NFL. And right now, we had a turnover in H-Town. The Jets on the move. We did. Uh, Houston was in the red zone early on. Tyrod Taylor pass tipped at the line by John Franklin Myers and also intercepted by John Franklin Myers. He returns it back to the Houston 37. Now the Jets and Zach Wilson returning from several weeks after his injury. Mm -hmm. Now they have him first and 10 from the 26. So currently no score there. But the Jets minus one and a half, 43 and a half at MGM
6: We mentioned we had points in the natty. So for more on those particulars, let's go back out to Peter Dewey. And Peter, look like a pretty impressive opening drive for the Bengals. <laughs>
11: Yeah, Dave, Cincinnati just ran the ball all over the Steelers on that first drive. Obviously, it ended with a Joe Burrow scramble for a touchdown where he put a nice move on Minka Fitzpatrick to get into the end zone. But Joe Mixon, seven carries for 49 yards on that drive. Like I said before, the Steelers, they allow the most yards per carry in the NFL. So, I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati continues this the rest of the day, just kind of try and pound that defense on obviously you don't want to give TJ Watt ability to get after Joe Burrow. So easiest way is just keep the ball on the ground. If it's going to be this successful, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep it going.
6: And it looks like right now, as we're talking to mm-hmm. Peter, we get another pick here of big Ben Roethlisberger, the Bengals back in business first and goal. Yeah.
5: It was Eli Apple with the big return. He was trying to hit Friar Muth out there in the flat Eli Apple sitting on it and Cincinnati. Absolutely in business. Oof. Just, just That's an over though. Actually, he was trying to hit Claypool. It looked like, and uh, just a, uh, you know, underthrew him, and Eli Apple back almost took it to the house, so it's going to be first and goal again for the Bengals.
6: Okay, a disaster if you're a Panther backer like me in Miami. We'll get you the details there of what just happened. Uh, but let's go back out right now to Eric Edholm. He's got the Buccaneers and the Colts, and they had to settle for three on the short field. E, What happened there with the Colts' first drive of the day?
3: And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives, like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets.
10: The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all.
3: Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
13: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development.
5: All right, well, we'll get back out to Eric at home well, in just and, a second. And one one thing I can say there is uh looks like we just had a turnover, I believe. That's thirteen straight games now. The Colts have forced a turnover, and guess who? It was uh Darius Leonard uh popping the ball surprise, away from surprise. Chris Godwin, the maniac. He's a maniac maniac <laughs> on the field. But nevertheless, uh forces the fumble from Chris Godwin also recovers said fumble. So Indianapolis forces the turnover. They'll have the ball first and ten on their own thirty four, already up three nothing. I mentioned we had a
6: blocked punt in Miami, which I believe is going to lead to points here. It is a touchdown uh, recover for the Dolphins, so we'll get the update on that and those particulars in just a second, but they are up 7-0 as well. And the Giants right now moving pretty good uh, against Philadelphia. They've got a third down uh, inside the 20-yard line of the G-Men. But let's go back out to Danielle Alvarez. She's got the Titans and the Patriots, and we saw points for New England. And I just wonder, Danielle, this – With the the banged-up Titans coming in here, this could be a long day for Tennessee.
8: Yeah, well, I hope it's not too long because I do think I forgot to mention I'm also on the under for this game. Oh. Everybody seems to be all over the board. I know that Wes, I think, has plus seven uh, on the Titans. I think Gil Alexander's on the Patriot side. I know Kelly Bidlin has them tied into a parlay. And I think Matt Brown's on the under. I'm on the under. I got under 43 here. So I hope it's not too much of a beatdown. But, yeah, it does look like uh, the Patriots are having no trouble moving the ball down the field. Uh, nine plays, 37 yards. Mac Jones to Kendrick Bourne for that four-yard touchdown. Mac Jones, good on him for staying really calm under pressure on that drive, uh, but on the other side of the ball not so good either because Matthew Judon already a sack on Tannehill, so things are looking rough for the Titans early.
5: Yeah, but- I, I bet that seven hoping for a friendly injury report before Friday, Boy. just trying to see if I can get that number. Didn't get one, unfortunately. Uh, Titans absolutely banged up three of the four starting linebackers once again out. We saw how that worked last week as they lost its 10-point favorites against Houston. So currently now 7 nothing Patriots about midway through the first quarter minus 12 in the hook at BetMGM, 44.5 on the total. I'm also with Danielle on that under.
6: Okay, so we do have the first points of the day, I believe, in the Meadowlands. The Giants do get a field goal. The Steelers' defense, defense stiffens up. They hold the Bengals to a field goal, so 10-0 Cincinnati there. But let's go back out to Eric at home with the Buccaneers and the Colts, and I believe a turnover on the first drive of
7: the day for the Buccaneers, correct, E? Yeah, there was a turnover. Well, first of all, the Bucks punted on their first drive, terrible punt left the Colts in great field position they made it 3 nothing at that point didn't do anything offensively but still able to get the points and then a turnover just a minute ago on their second possession Chris Godwin was stripped by Darius Leonard deep in the in uh, Indianapolis territory as well they just had a penalty but Colts uh, in really good position uh, uh, in the bucks end of the field so looking to put even more points on the board 10 minutes in, 3-0 Indy. We'll see what happens after this. Okay, so
6: again, flop there getting three. You saw some markets mm-hmm. that went down to two and a half there, but the Colts looking good
10: early.
5: Yeah, Colts, 26 takeaways this year, which leads the NFL and 98 points off those takeaways, trying to get some more here. Right now, Tampa Bay minus one and a half, 52 and a half, as it looks like. It was a first and five. Carson Wentz couldn't find anybody. He'll take a sack.
6: Okay, let's go back out right now to Nate Jacobson on the Panthers and the Dolphins and those fighting fish, and I didn't want to go back to you, Nate, here, I'm back in Carolina in the first half, and, boy, special teams, a disaster right there for Carolina.
9: Yeah, honestly, I didn't want you guys to come back to me either <laughs> with the first half under that I have. And it's it's not good when it's a block punt because those fluky plays like that really can doom you, especially when you predict the offenses to struggle like they have on both their first drives. But block punt by the Dolphins right around the goal line they pinned the uh, Dolphins back on a, on a punt after a sack that Tua took to get him out of field goal range. And it ended up working out with the block punt, at, like the two-yard line. There was a mob of people who maybe had the ball, and some guy in the Dolphins had it and got pushed into the end zone. So Dolphins up 7 nothing. Carolina with the ball right now, live line, Dolphins minus three and a half. So they are a substantial favorite compared to where we were as they were underdogs before the game. If you want to go first half under live 23 and a half, I I think that's a fine play. Uh, If you missed out on the pregame total, because that's gone up a little bit in the full game spread now, 44 and a half at at the live full game total. So right now, seven, nothing Dolphins.
6: Absolutely. Nate. And again, when you're a Carolina first half player like me laying the half point, we well, were hoping somehow the Carolina could just lay on the ball and only be a safety. Instead, it's that touchdown right there. So two score deficit right now, if you're like me, uh, and backing them in the first half. Let's go out to Will Hill right now. He's got the Eagles and the Giants. And will look like a good opportunity for the G men to get six, but in classic G Men fashion, they gotta settle for three.
12: Yeah,
10: we got a bad whistle uh, here, Wes, because this looked like pass interference on Gallaudet, especially after all the flags we saw Thanksgiving, Raiders versus Cowboys. I mean, the, the the ref in that game would have thrown three flags on this play. It was slay all over Gallaudet. Gallaudet almost had it. A lot of contact. Should have at least really been first and goal with the one, but uh, Giants settle for a field goal, 3 nothing Giants. And
6: that's it's amazing to me because Will brings up a great point. It's so arbitrary. Mm-hmm. After
10: watching the Thanksgiving
6: action, certainly in that Cowboy-Raider game, and you go, well, that's not pass interference. This is pass interference. Yeah. This is. I mean, you could have called yeah. a bevy of flags on that play.
5: Yeah, and look, I mean, Sean Hockley was the referee on that Dallas game, Dallas against the Las Vegas Raiders. A lot of flags there. And then the night game. Really not many flags. Brad Allen's crew, kind of uh, the least amount of penalties they throw. So you got a couple today. Look, Jerome Boger on the Sunday night game. We know he likes to throw the flags, as does Carl Chaffers, who's on this Falcons-Jaguar. So we'll keep that in mind. By the way, 3 nothing Giants. Eagles still minus 3.5, which they basically were pre-flopping, and 43.5 on the total at BetMGM.
6: Okay, so we'll see how that plays out. looks like a big play for Carolina right there. So uh, trying to get back in there. You know, the, the thought process is that Cam Newton can't throw the deep ball. He just did a big one there, and they've got first and goal. uh,
5: D.J. Moore for 64 yards, so first and goal now for the 7, Carolina trying to tie this up.
6: Okay, we mentioned the Jets did get an early field goal after that turnover, and right now the Steelers... Uh, down to
5: nothing, but driving against yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, it did hold Cincinnati to three because Eli Apple returned that to, I think, about the four-yard line, and the Steelers kept him out and held him, no, just three points. So, at least staying alive, at least that turnover wasn't six the other way because it looked like Eli Apple was going to score, but Bengals minus seven and a half, even money, 49 and a half at BetMGM, you're in-game play. Okay, so
6: Philadelphia right now, they're trying to get on the move here. I believe they have a first down now uh, against the Giants as they get out of the shadow of their own end zone, and again, we mentioned Carolina, uh, Christian McCaffrey right He's going to have about a second and goal from about the three. There was a five-yard penalty on the Steelers to back them up. First and 15 for them. And Tannehill has got Tennessee on the move here against New England down 7 nothing as they drive deep into New England territory.
5: Yeah, now New England minus 9.5, 42.5 at BetMGM.
6: Okay, so on the early slate, and obviously there's no surprises as of yet, but it does look like the Colts are kind of controlling things here against the Buccaneers. And that doesn't surprise you because I know you were on Indy today.
5: Well, and look, it's kind of strength, there's a strength here. The Colts' number four in rushing offense. Tampa Bay number four in DVOA in terms of against the run, it has been difficult to run against these guys pretty much all season. Vita Vea was not on the inactive list, so nope. it looks like he will be back as Carson Wentz. That's going to be a ooh, what? Not a turnover. It was off Michael Pittman's hands, but nevertheless, Indy going to have to punt.
6: And again, third and goal now here for the uh, for Carolina, and it's it's just wild seeing Cam Newton back in this role with the RPO here to uh, Christian McCaffrey. He holds it and tries to get it down to about the half-yard line. So I, I think you might get a dose of Super Cam here, again, as, as the ultimate QB goal-line weapon there. The Eagles do have a first down. They are about midfield right now. And again, we mentioned Tennessee. They are down about the 30-yard line of New England as they try to get back in this game, down 7 nothing. You don't have to go anywhere. We got you covered for every score, all the in-game changes, and live odd moves. Uh, odd moves. We will get all those to you. It is week number 12 of the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Cyber Monday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you're also going to receive a $20 credit to the Beeson store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry up because this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. This is week number 12 of the Green Zone. And Wes, so far, Seen some turnovers and some choppy play across the National Football
5: League. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jalen Hurts just threw one there, and uh, we've already seen uh, Big Ben throw one Uh early. That they only gave up three there. By the way, Pittsburgh did get three there. Now ten to three, Bengals.
6: I think we have points between the Falcons and the Jaguars. So, for more on what's going on there, let's go back out to Ian McMillan. And Ian, did the uh, Dirty Birds get on the board first?
12: Yes, they did, guys. They just absolutely ran the ball down the throat of this Jacksonville defense. Almost the entire drive was running the football court. Errol Patterson got in on a seven-yard touchdown there to top it off, so... Uh... Falcons offense looking good. They're just sticking to the ground. They're the ball and they're getting yards doing so. a couple like I think there's three different runs on that on that drive of over 10 yards. So uh, Falcons up 7 nothing early over the Jaguars.
5: Okay,
6: we'll keep an update there. And I believe we have a turnover in
5: Houston. Yeah. The uh, Texans good field position. It was uh, Zach Wilson intercepted by Thomas. And now Houston going to be just outside the red zone. Remember Tyrod Taylor had that one tipped earlier that was picked off that led to three points. So Houston trying to respond here. Three to nothing. Okay. New York Jets. Houston in minus one and a half, 41 and a half at BetMGM.
6: Okay, so right now, let's go back out to Nate Jacobson. And I know that's not what he wanted to hear, that we've gone back to Nate twice already, and we've only been on the air for about 30 minutes here. So, uh, Nate, points for the Panthers. Good for me, but not so good for the first half under.
9: Definitely not, but at least it might be a pain-free loser that I know I'm (laughs) going to lose uh, relatively soon with the under 20 and a half. So it's still uh, the same loss if it was uh, 21 exactly, but this drive was uh, catapulted by a Cam Newton 64-yard throw to D.J. Moore beating the Dolphins secondary, getting it down to Miami's seven-yard line. And then third down, Cam Newton Runs it in, he was stonewalled at the line, but his offensive line kind of dragged him out of the pile and pushed him into the end zone to tie the game at seven. Now the Dolphins have the ball, they're around midfield. Right now Carolina, one and a half point favorite on the live line. Total 48-and-a-half as the Dolphins have a second and nine coming up. So Tua, Tungabailoa, and the Dolphins trying to respond after Carolina gets on the board to tie the game at seven.
6: You know, Nate, the the, uh, the vernacular has been this week, well, Cam can't throw it down the field anymore, so he's just that kind of rushing threat, the RPOs that we've seen so far. What have you seen in the past game? I mean, obviously that was a deep, a deep chop to DJ Moore that worked out. Are they trying anything else that's a little bit uh, to stretch the field here for that Miami defense to be concerned with?
9: That was really the only deep shot. On the first drive, he had a kind of a slant pattern to DJ Moore who dropped the ball and the Dolphins did review it to see if that was an incomplete pass because the Dolphins did recover. The drop, it, it was kind of a borderline call, but probably the right call on the field. And then soon after was the block punt, but nothing really much at the goal line. We saw some RPOs where it was kind of Cam deciding if he wants to hand it off to Christian McCaffrey. So they had that duo back and healthy for Carolina. So I think that kind of brings some excitement to the offense because McCaffrey is such a special talent and a lot different than some of the normal NFL running backs. But haven't seen too much other than that deep shot from Cam in terms of the passing game for the Panthers.
6: Well, I got good news for Nate and me because the uh, Carolina Panthers just got a big sack on third down. So the fighting fish going to have to be forced to punt here. So seven all right now as they wind down the first half. Uh, I do believe we're going to go back out to Danielle Alvarez right now. She is watching the Titans and the Patriots. And Wes and I were noting that the Titans were on the move. Danielle, do they have points yet in this game?
8: uh in just a moment perhaps no not just yet not on the board just yet but it is impressive what they've kind of done here they are kind of dink and dunking it down the field here tannehill has been doing well i think he's five of five on these short passes uh so they have figured out a way to get it down the field i'm surprised that the patriots weren't prepared for this i don't know what else they thought the titans were going to bring to them especially with Tannehill at quarterback he's yet to throw a pass longer than 10 yards uh, he had a nice little 13 yard scramble uh, but They've just been kind of taking it on the field slowly, but surely. I think over 12 plays on that drive, it's taken up seven minutes o'clock. So that's looking good for Wes and Mice under at least. Yeah, <laughs> Patriots
5: playing a lot of zone, at, right. least, at least early on. Uh, we know that the Titans, obviously, the walking wounded at multiple positions, particularly receiver position, is going to be third and goal here for Tennessee at the one-yard line. That's going to come short. He was going oh. to Nick Westbrook. Irvin does not quite get in the end zone. Referee in the line, judge's going to go ahead and mark him down fourth and goal from the one uh, decision time. I think for Mike Vrabel, but you got to go. Yeah, I think you do too. And again, you know me, I'm always the take the points
6: guy when it's throw, but it's when it's fourth and a half yard mm-hmm. and you're at the goal line. Yeah. Even
5: I, I'm like, if this is at the three, I think it's a debate, but here I think you got to go. And I know, no Derrick Henry here, but I feel like you got to try to run I, the ball here, and they have run it ten times for only thirty-three yards, though. So not getting a lot of yards per carry. So I think Mike brabel has got the red hanky out though, and looks like he may challenge this spot to okay. maybe maybe give himself some more time to go ahead and make this decision. And there's the red flag, Mike Brabel tossing it out there. Nice, toss but he there, didn't coach. just toss it, right? He spun he, around. He, he threw it with a fury. It was yes, a
6: dramatic effect. Yeah, that this, he was, had. this
5: was a three sixty type of deal, but. We'll see if he's going to win that challenge. I, I don't th- think he is. I think he's down, personally. It looks I, down.
6: But, yeah. I, you know, I guess Vrabel, with the emphatic throw of the flag, what that says is, I have to do your job for you because mm-hmm.
5: I, I can't get this back. Probably sending a little bit of a message. Right? I could certainly see that. But uh, Tennessee, nevertheless, is challenge. I don't think that they're going to win this challenge. But maybe it's buying Vrabel and his, and his offensive coordinator there up in the booth. A little bit of time to say, okay, what do we want to do here on this fourth and who knows, one
6: Who knows whom better? Vrabel with Belichick or Belichick with Vrabel? Of course, you go back to the lineage of well, Mike Vrabel in in New England as a player. He was catching passes in Super Bowls.
5: And Mike Vrabel actually is, they say he's kind of part of the Belichick coaching tree. He's really not. He never coached there in New England right. on that staff. Just played, but he did
6: play well. And of course, caught touchdown passes from Tom Brady as a tight end, eligible. Let's go back to Eric Edholm. Who's got the Bucks and the Colts? And e right now, we kind of feel like we're sitting into a defensive struggle here.
7: Off their game so far, Tom Brady's six of ten passing, only 32 yards. Had two passes that reasonably could have been intercepted uh, early on. Carson Wentz not looking sharp either. Two of five passing for 12 yards. Been under a little bit of pressure. You know, that Colts offensive line has done such a good job. Obviously, uh, Buccaneers as well. Both units kind of struggling so far. Defensive battle, you've got that right. Bucks have the ball at their own about 23 or 4 yard line after a loss there on the last play uh, by Ronald Jones. So, again, another big defensive stand. We've got a third down coming up as we wind our way down towards the end of the first quarter. Still 3 nothing Colts. That 52-and-a-half pregame over is looking uh, like a stretch so far. All right? Yeah,
6: you're, if you're yeah. on the over. It looks like the wrong side right and,
5: now. And a couple injuries yeah. to watch here, that being on the Tampa Bay defense. Jamel Dean, corner left with a shoulder injury. Devin White, linebacker, left with a hip injury. Both were questionable. So now Tampa Bay going to have third and six here.
6: Okay, let's uh, try to get out there to Adam Burke right now. Of course, he does a great job as one of our betting analysts here at VEASAN. Uh, We're going to cancel that right now. The Jets, though, on a third and goal, it looks like the the Texans have just Mm -hmm. cashed in on a long third and goal from outside the 10, but it looks like uh, right now the first touchdown on the board on in that game in H Town.
5: Yeah, it was third and goal from the thirteen. Tyrod Taylor finds Brevin Jordan, the former Bishop Gorman High School wow. tight end here in Las Vegas that played at University of Miami. It looks like Jordan is going to be in the end zone. We will watch the spot. Ball does cross the plane. Touchdown should be good. Texans have the lead. By the way, Indy gets another stop wow. on third down. Tom Brady not really finding anything down the field. Darius Leonard and Bobby Okarike have really come to play for the Colts today.
6: All right, so so far so good there for Indianapolis and right now the Texans laying that small number uh, at the beginning of the day. And look, I said to you before we started off the show, I can't believe the Texans are favored over anybody, but you kind of like the Texans in that spot today. Yeah,
5: I do. And look, uh, the first uh, the first time the Texans have been favored all year. And uh, looking at uh, what happened just here in New England, I would just happened to look up, I don't believe, that they ruled that touchdown good. I thought he was in, but uh, nevertheless, uh, let's uh, just get a check on that. Actually, they did. Wow. They did go ahead and overturn that. Now Tennessee is 4-4 four or four on challenges this okay. season. But, number one, we do this every week in yes. terms of the extra point counts. We've already got one missed one That's on the board. That's one. And, again,
6: what, are you setting? Because, remember, we had three Thanksgiving Day games. So you don't get your full compliment.
5: No. Right? Normally
6: we set the number at five.
5: But I'll, 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 I'll say I'll say four and a half.
6: Four and a half is the line. Okay, I'm going to take the under today mm-hmm. and say that the kickers are going to be better. But we've already got one miss, so I've only got three, and a half, or three to play with uh, the rest of the way. The Giants right now, by the way, controlling things in the Meadowlands, uh, three-nothing after that Jalen Hurts INT. And it feels like Freddie Kitchens so far west from what we can observe. It's kind of dumbing it down, the mm-hmm. offense for, for Danny Dimes here, uh, keeping things slow-paced, so 3 nothing there against Nick Sirianni's bunch. And the Bengals back in the end zone against the boys from the Steel City, so we'll get an update on all of that. And you mentioned your Colts right now. They've got potentially a turnover against the Buccaneers here uh, in a 3 nothing game, so a lot of defensive games that we're seeing mm-hmm. early uh, and maybe ones that we didn't expect to get the points. We're getting them in Carolina and Miami. Take a deep breath. Exhale. It's early. It's week 12. It's the Green Zone right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life,
13: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Store on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple.
6: Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks, welcomes you to the lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money-on wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VEASAN200 when you make your very first wager. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM special offers all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win $200 in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. Emotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. We've got turnovers, we've got touchdowns, we have got a lot to catch up on. Wes Reynolds, what's caught your eye very quickly?
5: Yeah, a lot, a lot of turnovers. A lot really. of turnovers. Uh, uh, we just saw uh, Cam Newton throw one Ooh. down there in Miami. By the way, that's tied at seven. So uh, turnovers are very much the theme today, and it looks like uh, we do have the uh, Titans with the stop here. So New England's going to set up for
6: three. Okay, let's go back out right now to Adam Burke. Follow him on Twitter at skatingontripods. Of course, does a great job as our betting analyst here at Visa. And he's got the Jets and the te- and the Texans today, and it looked good for the Jets early, Adam. But what's happened here? The tone and tenor in this one seems like it's changing.
10: Yeah, not a whole lot of offense to speak of here. All the points in this game coming directly off of turnovers, and we've got five combined sacks in the game already. Three for the Jets, two for the Houston defense. Uh, Zach Wilson actually took a pretty big shot. Looked like his head bounced off the field. I think we're checking. Him. He came back in and uh, has not performed particularly well coming off the shelf from that injury. So you know, look, neither offense really creating a whole lot of opportunities for itself. But as I'm looking at this one here, Houston now minus four and a half. The Jets offense looks really out of sync. Mm. I know this is bigger than what the full game number was. But I think now if you want to take a look at the Texans here, the Jets just don't really show any semblance of efficiency on offense right now.
6: Yeah, they don't, Adam. It's good to have you back here with us over at South
5: Point all afternoon, but again, you get Zach Wilson in there, Mm -hmm. it looks like the offense takes a step back. Well, and look, we've seen with these quarterbacks, we've seen it with veteran quarterbacks. We saw it with Dak a couple weeks ago, down there with uh, Dallas and Denver. We saw it with Russell Wilson, really, the last two weeks. When you get a lot of these quarterbacks, even veteran quarterbacks, and they don't play for a week or two, a little bit of a rust factor, and it's got to be a rust factor, certainly, for a rookie. So now, Texans 7-3, Texans minus 4.5 at BetMGM, 43.5 your total.
6: Let's go back out to Peter Dewey. And, Peter, I kind of had a small play today on the Steelers. I'm not saying I'm giving up on it, but so far the Bengal offense looks like they are in charge, uh, the best unit on the field so far today.
11: Yeah, Dave, the the Bengals have done a great job mixing the run and pass. They gave Joe Mixon 10 carries in the first quarter, and then Joe Burrow was able to get some play action pass going on that last drive, hitting T. Higgins for a long touchdown pass. 17-3 17-3 right now. Steelers are moving the ball. They just got over midfield, but been all Bengals to start. Um, really good job offensively by Zach Taylor and company calling this game.
6: Okay, so we'll see how that one progresses if Big Ben can get the Steelers back uh, in the mix there. But Bengals c- minus 12 and a half, 50 and a half. 12 and a half yes. on the live number right now. Wow. So again, your Steeler backer, I-, I might nibble on that 12 and a half here. I think that game might tighten mm. up as the afternoon goes. But let's go back out to Danielle Alvarez. She's got the Titans. And the Patriots, what's going on in New England, Danielle? Getting more points than I thought we'd see early in this game
8: yeah i'm not i'm not sweating yet i hope wes isn't sweating yet uh, <laughs> but the titans do get on the board uh, another successful challenge for mike rabel uh reversed that short of the goal line for the titans touchdown but did kind of have to ice their own kicker there so they do miss the field goal as you talked about there so seven to six here uh, mac jones though wasting no time on the way back i don't i didn't know i was a mac jones fan and then now today apparently i'm a mac jones fan uh first four throws out of this drive 22 yards, 20, 16, 13, but ended up being fruitless. They did have to settle for a field goal, so good on the Titans' defense for finally waking up here, getting that stop. Uh, So 10 now for the Patriots, 6 for the Titans. Okay,
6: so four-point lead for New England here, about 9.50 to go there. We've got a first-and-goal scenario in Indianapolis. We'll see if the Buccaneers can get their first points of the game. And there was an interesting one there in Cincinnati. We just talked to Peter Dewey, where they had fourth and short at about the
5: 40. Three of Cincinnati, and they decided to punt. Yeah, first punt of the game. By the way, it was fourth and six. So uh, Steelers look the defense, and Peter Dewey kind of pointed it out. Good calling of the plays by Zach Taylor in Cincinnati. Steelers get reinforcements on defense with T.J. Watt back with Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden obviously out today. But look. That defense did not look good against the Chargers without those guys. They don't look good with them so far today.
6: All right, let's go back out to Eric Edholm, and I believe we have the first touchdown of the day in Indianapolis. Eric, what happened to get points for the visiting team?
7: We did indeed. Leonard Fournette scored from one yard out. Interesting uh, series of events that led up to it. Colts had the ball, previous possession. Zach Pascal caught a ball just short of the goal or of the first down marker, I should say and it was stripped and recovered by the buccaneers they run it back well into indianapolis territory tom brady goes to work still pretty meager stats on both sides offensively but after a penalty on a brady sneak it was a, a unsportsmanlike conduct they get first and goal half a yard closer to the goal Fournette takes it in it is now 7 nothing tampa bay as we just started the uh, second quarter here about 13 and a half minutes left until halftime, 7-3, Bucks on top. Uh, Eric,
6: very quickly, because uh, this is something Wes and I were talking about here we were looking at Brady's numbers. It looks like they're not taking a whole lot of deep shots here for either team. Is this a very conservative, physical, let's-see-who's-tougher-up-front type of game so far?
7: That's pretty much what it's been. I mean, Brady's attempted 14 passes, only has 57 yards on non-completions. He had the one big play to Rob Gronkowski for about 20 yards, that set up the touchdown. But other than that, it's been pressure quickly, getting the ball out as fast as he can. Typical Brady stuff. And they'll see if they can open it up later, but it's been uh four in the ground game that have kind of spoken up loudly here in the last couple of minutes. And, okay. on,
5: and on the Colts side early, by the way, they didn't take advantage of that turnover where they got it on the tip or actually it wasn't a turnover. It was a shank pun, mm-hmm. but short field Colts only got three Tampa Bay off that turnover, the fumble from Zach Paschal, does take advantage here, so uh, seven to three for Tampa Bay, minus three and a half even money at BetMGM, fifty and a half the total.
6: I uh, absolutely just I uh, just looked up and saw Cam Newton throw another interception after they had gotten a stop there. Just a terrible throw. So the Dolphins have the ball uh, deep inside Carolina territory. Two turnovers already for Cam, not looking so super with the arm. Let's go back out to Will Hill with the Eagles and the Giants. And uh, Will, I look at it and I go, Graham Gano never misses unless you're backing the Giants today.
10: Yeah, the Giants really controlling this game. I mean, they could easily be up 10 nothing. They had a 4th and 3, kind of no man's land where you know, you're kicking a long field goal. They end up missing that, which is Lombardi always says uh, missed field goals equal to a turnover. And that was the case there. Uh, Gaudet, uh a pass interference that wasn't called in the end zone. So it could easily be 10 nothing Giants. You're still getting a plus 1.5 on the live line. I would look to the Giants. I know I already have them plus 3.5, but they already got a drive here going. Uh, they've controlled this game. Hertz has made some bad decisions. So I would only look to the Giants here.
5: Well, and this is where you get that role reversal, and this is why, I like, Will, we're on the Giants' day, because, look, bad news. They obviously look bad on Monday night against right. Tampa Bay. They have a change at offensive coordinator. So it looks like, okay, this is the time to, you know, pick the bones on a wounded animal here. But nevertheless, you have Philadelphia, who, look, they were a road underdog at Denver, and they'd get the win, and then they were a small favorite at home against New Orleans. Now you have a different role for this team, because Philadelphia, if you look at the schedule down the stretch, they have a lot of winnable games there. So I understand at least there's some optimism in the city of brotherly shove, yes, as you often call it. <laughs> but uh, look, when you're not used to being a road favorite, I often think that first time in that role and you're not used to it, you tend to come up a little bit lame. And so far, so good, at least for the G-men. 3-0 nothing, g minus 1.5, 36.5 on the total.
6: Okay, so again, uh, that, is, that is kind of when you look at the Eagles here, uh, no more buys the rest of the way uh, for Philadelphia as they are going to Five and six right now. Try to get back in that playoff hunt here. But I was with you. I kind of like the Giants today as well. So, so far, so good for Danny Dimes and company. But an ugly game. You feel like, again, if you're the Giants and you're kind of controlling it, you'd like to have a bigger lead than 3 nothing. That missed field goal by Graham Ganola. See if that plays into uh, what happens down the stretch. A third and goal here for Miami as the Panthers try to hold again after another Cam Newton turnover. And the Steelers just got a big sack of Joe Burrow as they try to hang in there as well. And it looks like the Dolphins just got a touchdown. And it looks like Tuatunga-Vailola found uh, Jalen Waddle. Looks like a little college connection there mm-hmm. for the fighting Fish to take that lead here. So, that first half under is now officially Tide dead. Tide
5: could have used that yesterday before. Uh, it took a while for them yesterday in terms of finally getting in there. But uh, maybe a Heisman moment there for Bryce Young. But nevertheless, to waddle Crimson Tide on Crimson Tide, 13-7 Dolphins. And again, PAT pending, which is
6: huge for somebody like me, who has the Panthers here in the first half weighing a half. But again, you give up a special teams touchdown, and now you give them first and goal after a turnover by Cam Newton. It's going to be tough to try to win that wager. So let's see what happens there. But the Bengals, after that big sack on third and 12, did get a big first down, so they keep it moving. 17-3 on Pittsburgh. The PAT is good in Miami so the Fighting Fish have a 14 to 7 lead right now and more points in H-town as the Texans have a two score lead 14 to 3 over the Jets 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 jet. so we're getting some separation in some of these games other ones very very close as you can imagine the Falcons right now trying to get more points in Jacksonville they are already up 7 to nothing don't go anywhere we got you covered all afternoon long it's the green zone right here on Leeson, the Sports Betting Network
1: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
2: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.